Hi, I'm John. I'm Alexis. And welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. A podcast where we talk about building trust, transparency, and long-lasting relationships in a fast-paced world. That's right. And on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about breadwinning and particularly female breadwinners. And I just so happen to be a female who is the breadwinner. And it has been a topic that we've really, we've been discussing heavily for the past few weeks. And I'm really into it. We actually recently listened to a podcast. Um, it was called The Sunny Show. And it's from Sunny Leonard Dusky and Farouche Tarobi. Sunny is a young 30s entrepreneur, has a multi-million dollar business um, where she helps entrepreneurs up their game and become their own boss. And she's recently become... Thank you, Sunny. Oh, yeah. Sunny. Okay. Yeah. Sunny does that. Farouche was her guest on the show. Okay. And Farouche was talking about female breadwinning. They both were talking about it. Right. But Farouche has gained some popularity recently. That's right, yeah, from yeah, her new book. Yeah, from her new book, talking about being a female breadwinner. And it's an interesting topic. I, um, I, for the first time in my life, am in this position where I'm making, you know, good money and I'm not relying on a man. And definitely that has not been the case in my past. And my, I've been, you know, twice, married twice, and in both of those marriages, I relied on my partner to provide financially. And while that had its perks, for sure, um, I think that the negatives, you know, outweighed the positives in that situation, at least for me personally. And I definitely felt like I wasn't in control of my destiny in those relationships and that I kind of was under the thumb of someone else and in not in my first marriage but my second marriage I think that he I think that kind of went to his head almost and he behaved in ways that he felt he could do because he was making all the money which you know I can understand how someone would think that way um, but after that relationship I really I told myself that I would never allow myself to be in that situation again. And I set a goal, a financial goal for myself, and I've now achieved it and attained, you know, financial independence. And uh, it feels so great and I love it. And I feel really strong and I'm happy and I'm proud of myself. And there are, although some, I guess, just interesting emotions that have come up being the provider now because I do make more money than John and I am you know taking care of the family financially and it's if you look at classic or traditional gender roles it's it's the opposite right so there have definitely been some emotions that have come up and we kind of just want to discuss them with with you guys yeah, if you're in a similar situation, this could be beneficial. Yeah, and, or I'd love to hear, honestly, if, you know, what other people's 
you know, experiences are. Um, but I guess I first kind of want to ask you, John, as a man, like, how do you feel with me making more and being like the provider in the family? I mean, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> but I think a lot of that's only because I'm conditioned to think that it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And another part to it is that we still need me to provide income in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm falling short of that. Mm. And I work in a restaurant. I've worked in restaurants a long time. That's mm -hmm. what we heard. You and I, Alexis and I, were working in a restaurant when we met. Mm -hmm. So it's not always, I, it hasn't always been that you've been someone that's made more money than me. In this yeah. situation, I met you. You were working a few days a week. And then when you ended the relationship you were in, you had to figure out what you were going to do. Mm -hmm. You had to figure out a way to make money. And you already had your um, aesthetics license. Mm -hmm. And you went and used that. To get a job where you ended up like tripling quadrupling what I'm making mm -hmm. definitely quadrupling now maybe mm -hmm. tripling what I was working the restaurant or close to yeah right there was uh, uh, a point where you didn't want me to work weekends any longer and you didn't like the place that I was at because it brought yeah, up old weekends feelings were brutal. Yeah. weekends sucked every Sunday was mm -hmm. gone we mm -hmm. we met at Padachu and there was a lot of negative it's kind of a toxic environment. Yeah, and not because the company is toxic. Right. No, just for us personally. For us personally. Yeah. And I, I left, and it was probably one of the better things I've done. Definitely the best thing I've done since I met you. But been, I've been trying to, like, regroup my life and get everything yeah. together. And I'm yeah, and forever I know grateful. You're not... I don't think John's goal, and I don't think, I don't think your goal is to, like, be stay-at-home boyfriend or right. husband or whatever. Right. And if duty this calls This just for happens that, to be what has it's just what's occurred. happened. Yeah. 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 So we're just like living it out and now we're talking about our experience. Right. And it is, it is flip-flops, you know, right. from the classic gender role. And I think feelings come up for that. So for you, like what I'm hearing is, is the word, you know, emasculation. So we all know that word emasculate. And that means to deprive a man of his male role or identity. And that's a serious word and it carries a lot of negative connotation. And there isn't, however, a word for female deprivation of role and identity, which I find very interesting. Um, and maybe that's because women are more comfortable kind of changing roles and stepping into this role. Um, whereas men perhaps find it more difficult for their roles to be challenged. So I don't know if, would you say that emasculation is a good word for you? Do you feel emasculated <laughs> um, that I make more money? Yes and no, mm -hmm. but we still have, I still want to provide for you, and I still do, and I know that I do, and I know that I have a place in the family. I know that I protect you. I know that I try to be a good parent to our kids. Mm -hmm. I do all the things that one needs to do to acquire and accumulate wealth. Wealth by yeah. our definition. And what's important to me is like that I can trust you, yeah. that you're reliable, that you're funny, that we have really great sex, and like yeah. these are all really important things, and we have things. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and so yeah, wealth, yes, doesn't right. necessarily mean money, right? Right. Yeah. But there's when we listened to the Sunny podcast, they talked about how there were um, cultural pro the cultural pro quo for one of their families was that the men all like wave cards to like fight for the check. That doesn't happen in my family. All my family's pretty blue collar and no one's ever talked about money. Mm. It's always been the men making money in my family, mm -hmm. but there's never been like a ton of it. There's never been anyone showing off. No, it was like not, there's not any machismo. Yeah. And I grew up with a single mother and my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned his own business. Like everyone, everyone seemed pretty feel like I, because of that, I have like a sensitivity that a machismo or a macho guy wouldn't have. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it, logically it doesn't bother me that you make more money. It's yeah. because I want to like get to the place where I, I, I can help out with more. Yeah. So maybe it, yeah, it emasculates me. Yeah. 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 And I guess on the flip of that with there being the word you know, to emasculate that pertaining to a man. If there were to be a word to describe certain feelings that I get being the breadwinner, where I work more and I work longer hours and I pay the bills and like do all of those things. And John does more kind of domestic stuff. So like, for example, like he does all the laundry and I'm not allowed to touch the laundry, like literally not allowed to touch the laundry and he does a very good job at doing it um, but there are times when I think oh I actually feel like maybe if there were a word that would describe the deprivation of my female role and and my female identity that maybe I would use that word yeah it's not like I love doing laundry but like I definitely kind of in my adult life you know was always throughout my other relationships was always in charge of like the household stuff and cooking dinners and doing laundry. And now I don't do that. And I'm like, does that make me feel less feminine or something? And you know, and I'm also surrounded by like in my work and some of my friends, women whose husbands do provide financially and they kind of like take care of the kids in the house, but then they like, you know, go about their day and go shopping or whatever, go to lunch. And, and I'm like, and get their nails done and go to yoga and I'm like does that mean that I'm not like being feminine and not I'm not taking care of myself like you know a woman should and so I think those are some of the things that I struggle with and if there were a word to describe like the you know the challenge of the female identity or something um, I would use that word in in those scenarios but overall, I guess I feel strong and good about being able to provide, especially since we need that right now. And, you know, that makes me happy. Yeah. And what percentage, I feel like you told me, if there's what percentage of 27% women of women in dual income households are, are the breadwinner. Yeah. 27%. And that number was like 18% in the 80s. Okay. That's interesting. It's going up. Yeah. <clears throat> women are, there's definitely a demand for women to make equal pay in different areas yeah, and to work more. Yeah, female. 
<laughs> and you were also, John was telling me about a Huffington Post article that he read that was like, it started with... Oh, the beginning of the article said... We're, we're slipping up on words right now because I just got a new microphone and I didn't hit record for the first 15 minutes. So, like, I, th I think this is a point where we were at the last time, and I have been playing in my head over again. I'm like, maybe I should try to say all the exact same words that I said last time. Yeah, so we're just re-recording, but that article... Was, no one would know the, that. The title of that article was interesting to me, so... I looked at, yeah, I looked up, I got those numbers from a Huffington Post article, and the first, like, sentence of the article said, It's 2019, but the male's ego is still fragile as ever. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That goes back to what I was saying about there being a word that describes the deprivation of, like, male identity and it being to emasculate. Yeah. And there not being a female equivalent. Yeah. Like, maybe that's because that's just, like, a reflection of how society is handling gender roles. Like, women are cool, you know, with, like, their identity changing a little bit. Yeah. And whereas men find it. You know, they're a bit more sensitive to having their identity challenged. I think, but men and women are sensitive, and yeah. it's fine. Like, yeah, like the first. Hopefully, two this does allow men to like talk more. It will, and and that's that's happening. But honestly, the first two sentences of that article made me not want to read it because it's like, what do you, what do you mean sensitive? Yeah, of course I'm sensitive. You're sensitive. Mm -hmm. We're all sensitive. Well, not every makes... man is, like, capable of saying that right, out right. loud. It's just, like, everyone's not capable of being racist but or not being homophobic. But you and I are people that aren't racist or homophobic, and I feel like I'm sensitive and I talk to you. So we spend so much time together that it doesn't even cross your mind that people like that exist until you see it in action. Like, I don't care who you're sleeping with. I don't care if you make more money than him or whatever. Like, are you good people? Are you trying to hurt me? Are you trying to touch my kids? No? Cool. We're fine. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. But so that that part of me knows that it's okay that you make more money, mm -hmm. and it would be completely fine if you and I come up with a number. We'll just throw a number out. If you were like, we need to make, we want to make eighty thousand dollars a year, and however we get there, I don't care. Mm -hmm. And if you said, here's your allowance, whatever you're doing, here's your allowance. I need this done. And you don't even have to delegate all the tasks. Like we could still come up with tasks together. Like you're talking about how you want to be a, a woman and be more feminine. Feminine. It's like I get it. If you were working Monday through Friday and I was at home doing household chores and I was like going to brunch or whatever with the boys, <laughs> I'd say on Saturday or something or Sunday, it'd be like you go do you for like twelve hours. You go do the male equivalent of golf. I would be fine with that life. It wouldn't make me feel emasculated. The really? Thing, for sure. The like thing, really? Like, so not it really, providing? It really when, wouldn't. Well, I'm, but I still am providing because yeah. I'm taking care well, of the house. Well, in the traditional sense. Not in, yeah, not in the traditional sense. But that's a good point. Like you said, not providing, and that's just what people assume. Like, you have to go and get all the money on the card and hand it to your wife so she can go make her nails look pretty and she can be the doll and you can be the, right? Yeah, gender roles. Yeah, gender roles. But I, I, I understand so much more now what it is like to be a woman and to be at home and I get it because it's scary because if you stepped out, if you fucked up, if you went anywhere and you left, like you, we don't, we don't have a contract. You don't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could pick up more shifts. I could do whatever, but I'd scramble. I'd probably have to ask my parents for money <laughs> to pay the rent. Like if it was like a bad month and like I'd sold zero photos, which I 
whatever. But and then like I'm like only had two shifts for like the last three weeks where the kids were sick and I was at home with the kids for a month. And then you decided that I was uninteresting and you went and met some other guy and you left. Like I'd be fucked for a while. And like I get it so much, so much more so now. What it's like to be a woman and what it's like to be a woman in the fifties and the guy could go do whatever. Yeah, and nowadays, luckily, for men and women, like, what I want, what I want is like a partnership, like a yeah, balanced partnership. For sure, but that's it, what it I want does too. make sense for one person to be more available for the children when there are children yeah. in the picture. Unless you have a nanny or something, it does make sense that one of the parents, whether it's the mom or the dad or the dad or the dad or the mom or the mom or just one of the parents, like whatever the situation is, is more available to the children. So it just so happens to be that I make more and then. So that it makes sense that you are with the kids and you stay with them. Because yeah. I'm making more when I go out into the world than you are currently. Yeah. But, I mean, what I truly want, you know, personally is, you know, I just want a partnership, right? Yeah. And that's what we're forming, you yeah. know. And what that means, you know, monetarily speaking, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it matters. I mean, women, back to like how... I feel as a woman being the breadwinner, there are a lot of women that I guess brag kind of like about how much their man makes or they kind of use that as like a standard of like, I don't know, classification or something. And I guess those are just, and that's fine. You know, those are just not the women I guess I would choose to surround myself with. Cause that's just not how I think necessarily. Um, but it's fascinating. It is because it's not traditional. I grew up in a household where my mom actually kind of held down the fort and was the breadwinner for several years while my dad kind of built his like cabinet, custom cabinet, you know, company. Is that all he did? So, yeah. And he was always in construction. Now he's like a general contractor, but, um, isn't that kind of funny? You find yourself in a situation that's really similar to, yeah. How you grew up. Mm-hmm. Except we don't, eat, we don't eat spam. Yeah, our hot dog casserole. But we're starting to accumulate all these cats No, outside. we're not. No, Alexis we're not. growing up, her, her, oh, at her, her house, they had like 23 cats. Yeah, my mom was the cat lady. Yeah. We are not accumulating cats. We just have like one that's been visiting. So, we have two. <laughs> I mean, there's a few Whatever. gray ones that look like the one we have. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah, yeah, so your dad, your dad was starting the contracting hustle, business, whatever, and your mom was the breadwinner. Yeah, and... she was a teacher, and she had the steady income, and I hope we don't end up like them, but... <laughs> right. Yes, you do tend to kind of roll what, or, you know, act out what was rolled for you in your childhood, and... So, like, I'm okay. It's not, like, completely foreign to me, I guess. But, but you know, like I said, I do feel strong, but I also have some, like, weird feelings around it. I'm not going to lie. And I don't want to sound, like, anti-feminist, but definitely, you know, there, when uh, my daughter's sick and John's the one that stays home, sometimes I feel like, am I a bad mom? Am, yeah. I, am, I, even, am I even a mother? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm, like, it's, it's kind of hard. But all of that, I think, has been preconditioned and, like, drilled into our heads like right. society we have natural biological like affiliations like women do tend to be like this like more nurturing just because we like actually grow humans in our bodies which is fucking amazing and we birth them and then we feed them 
So it's like, of course, you know, we're more prone to kind of nurturing because we have to be. But a man can be just as nurturing. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And so, I mean, although some of it is literally physiological and we are different in that way, and I love our differences. Like, I don't try to deny them. I think that society has kind of created more of, like, this, like, I don't know, more space in between the differences than needs to be. Yeah. You know, I think we can be more fluid with, like, whoever makes the money and whoever stays at home. And, like, does it really matter? And we'll just have to see what the future, what the future brings. Yeah. I, you were talking about when I stay home with Olivia, I've had um, a girl dating watch Malachi before, and I I don't know if anyone, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast, but I have full custody of Malachi, I have full custody of my son, so I, I've had, I've developed all those nurturing traits, I think, I don't think I'm a monster. Very like, nurturing. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> leave, go. But you see me when I, there's a, a woman to default to. We're little buddies, we sit, we talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. We've cried together. Mm-hmm. We've also yelled at him. And yeah. Made him catch baseballs barehanded in the front yard and he cried and whatever. That's a big deal. But yeah, I'm nurturing and I felt like a bad parent because I wasn't with my son. But there's so only so much like you can when, do. Like when the, your like previous girlfriend would stay home with him, you'd, felt, you'd feel bad? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I felt t- terrible. Yeah, I always wanted to be with them. Yeah. And I always felt that, bad. That wasn't the biological mother. Yeah. So that's different. I mean, but we're both. We're also like a blended family, so I mean that adds but even it, another but that, layer. That situation is the same that you were describing with me with Olivia. I'm yeah. not the biological parent, but yeah. we are a family, we're a unit. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting, but I would love to know, like, if any of you who are listening experience, you know, any of these feelings. If you happen to be a woman who kind of supports the family financially, um, because it's it's very fascinating to me. It is incredibly fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you... I talked about how I relate to women. More. More. Do you think you understand what it's like to be a man? Yeah, that's an interesting the question. The traditional man I, role? Um, I do. A li- I do. I can understand why some men kind of let it go to their head and they're like, I'm going to go play golf for 12 hours and get wasted on the course on Saturday. Yeah, I earned this. Yeah, which I think is still bullshit because See, what the fuck you think the ladies do I don't all day? do that and I I think that maybe another woman would I'm not saying it's a gender thing you know like a female thing that I don't take advantage of that and like try to pull that card but I don't yeah so I mean I do though understand where a man might be coming from in that situation yeah also the way to the family. also I what I what perspective has shifted for me seriously is the I'm just gonna go to Target and spend like three hundred dollars on whatever because that's what happens when you go to Target you know when I was like a stay-at-home mom or when I was in my last relationships like I would never do that again if for some reason you know you start making more money like in the near future and I pull back or something to take care of the kids yeah I will never go and spend like and I wasn't like a crazy spender ever anyway, but I didn't. I did not. I was not careful, you know. And now I have a much like higher 
respect, I guess, for just money earned. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you work your ass off. I work my ass off. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's not to be spent frivolously. Yeah. We still get organic food. Yeah, I believe in quality of life. I still don't get, I don't get organic food in my shop because I feel guilty getting organic food on your dime. That's, I, well, that's something we could talk about, I guess, right now or off camera, but I'm fine with you <laughs> buying organic. Yeah, that's, well, see, that's I the, thought that you did, honestly. Um, it depends on what kind we of We normally grocery shop together, too. That's another thing. I still meal prep and grocery shop. Yeah. John hasn't acquired, like, all these roles. I do, I still well, I do was, some I was of cooking that. every night for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We can get back to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can. It's fine. I actually, I, I like cooking. I love I like cooking food too. Around. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't ever uh, have organic. We always have like dank coffee. So that's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah. But it is funny My to be the one that like, oh, this is another thing that I just to kind of end this, this episode. But, um, if any of you have experienced this, but I pay for all the meals that when we go out and every single time the server drops the book off in front of John. And I'm like, bitch, it's give me that. It's my car. Unless it's like some 30 year old female waiter. Then she can look at me. And she's like, I've seen your type. Long hair, oh, they haven't shaved. It's, oh, wow. it's now going you're to her. Yourself. <laughs> so, like, if any of you have any experiences that you want to share, I would love to hear it, and we can talk about it some more. But for now, go females. Yeah. <laughs> Breadwinners. And just in case <laughs> any of my friends or anyone's listening to this that knows me, she does not peg me. I'm still. Okay. A Thanks man for listening, guys. Have a great week.